0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Life on the Bubble. I'm Seth Greenberg, joined by national champion head coach Dan Hurley. Uh, Dan, before we get into the other stuff, I I got a question for you. I I know how important family is to you. Because I got emotional watching your son dribble the clock out. I mean, I, I, I kind of, in a way, just looked at it and said... Like, that's the circle of life. Like, what was going through your mind watching him with his big smile on his face dribbling that thing out?
1: Yeah, man, that was uh, just an unbelievable moment. Uh, you know the life, you know, this yeah. life. Your, your wife and your and your sons and your extended family, I mean, they take a big backseat, uh, you know, to to recruiting, to... You know, to, to 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 the team, to everything that 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 comes up over the, to, to you know, to media, to donors, to to everything that you've got going on, and so you miss a lot. Uh, so to be able to share, you know, a moment at, at the, like the pinnacle of your sport, you know, with, with obviously your wife and oldest son right behind you, but then your your youngest spiking the ball uh, when you win the Natty—that was pretty. That was pretty dope. <laughs>
0: that was that. That was pretty cool. I, I remember uh, we beat Illinois in the NCAA tournament. My daughters didn't realize that you were allowed to come out of court. They were little then. So that was the first round. They just came running out of the court like, security's looking at them. And boom! They're like, Sorry, security, but you know what? We're yeah. here. Yeah. And then how about like one shining moment? We've all, we all watched it. I mean, we all watch it you know, each and every year. And uh. You know, you're sitting there with your family, your team, uh, your dad, who's the ultimate basketball lifer, your brother, who's obviously been through so much. Well sharing that with him, what was that like?
1: Yeah, so that was like that was weird because as soon as I saw it, I I know, like got so excited because uh like I during the season when we play home games and I'm working out and uh when I'm on the treadmill I, I play every every version of that uh one shining moment that I've had a team play in the tournament you know so I, I play it at the end of my workout to get me like a little bit more revved up on game day like I need that uh, <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I need that right and then um and I'll say my wife and me back when I was coaching at St Benedict's I think our soul you know, we weren't thinking about, you know, trying about the money of, of becoming a college coach and you know what what that would present. I'm, I'm telling you, we used to watch the NCAA tournament when we were coaching at St. Benedict's, and we would wait for that one shining moment—the night of the championship game—and we would just say to each other, like, we, we you know, we're, we're going to coach in that tournament, uh, you know, before it's all said and done. And that was like the only reason why I applied for that Wagner job. <laughs>
0: It's unbelievable. Then I'll tell you, at practice on Sunday, I'm talking to your dad. And then I speak to your mom later on. And like, you're winning a national championship and your dad probably this week is back in the rec center running, running a program and then preparing to do poker invitation for three weeks. Like, how do you process that?
1: I process it like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I just try to do at the college level, like, uh, the, the model behavior that I saw from my dad, really, I mean, it's like, try to run your college program the way he ran his high school program. Uh, and then what he modeled, you know, Seth, cause you know him so well is like, uh, you know, like he was always like watching games, whether it was NBA game or back then we had this big satellite dish Yeah, we didn't have much uh we didn't have much of anything he spent all his money on this like satellite dish that was like bigger than our house so he could get college (laughs) games and then he would just always have his pad out and he was always at clinics he was always like watching like coaching you know clinic videos trying to new drills like he was uh he always modeled like just always trying to get better as a coach like learning growing so, yeah, I mean, we're just, I'm the college version of what my dad would be, just worse. <laughs> or a little worse or a lot worse, whatever. I, I, uh, well, well
0: your dad, I tell you all the time, your dad's practice was the best practice I've ever seen. Hubie Brown, I don't care, I don't care who. But your dad had a fight them when it came to, like, if he had a problem with official, he probably wouldn't see that guy again. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he had control.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he had control. It took you a while to figure that one out, I think.
1: Yeah, um, I have no control over the assigner. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and and I listen. I learned. Uh, you know, I learned the hard way. Obviously, during January, um, that that stretch of games when we were struggling, it, it coincided with, um, you know, with, with the. With the public i don't know if it's a a meme or a gif of me you know mouthing something towards an official um and i think on both sides it created a a strain between me and the officiating crews because i you know i said something that was embarrassing uh embarrassing for them embarrassing for me um but that whole experience i think you know in the end i think it helped me you know coach better uh you know Folks, my attention better. Uh, February, March, April, April, we played into April. And then I'll, uh, I'll apply it next season all the way, unless those guys are really bad on the
0: game. <laughs> <You're> the <best. laughs> hey, hey, you talk about Jersey City. I try to explain to people. I had, they asked me to describe you uh, on one of our game day shows. And I said, I said, genuine, authentic, and 100% Jersey City. <laughs> And, but like, people just don't understand what that growing up there means to you.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, first off, it's like, I think it's literally the most diverse city in the country. Um, so I think number one, you just, you're comfortable with everybody uh, that you come across from any type of background. Um When you grew up in Jersey City, yeah, I mean, I was... Fortunately, you get raised by, uh, you know, great parents and I'm surrounded by you know tremendous siblings, but you're also raised by the neighborhood. Um, you know, you you grow up outside in the parks, in the courts, yeah. you know, jumping fences and, you know, like playing sports all day and, you know, getting in trouble, uh, <laughs> you know, getting in trouble and, and getting into fights and, you are know, learning what you should say or you can get away with saying, you know. To, <laughs> It's just, um, you know, you're you're raised by a whole community of blue-collar, hardworking, very diverse people um, that have a lot of pride in being from Jersey City and being from Jersey.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. So, like, when you started UConn, like, you had a vision. Like, those those guys that you brought in here, what what was the biggest selling point? Because you're not afraid to coach your guys hard. You're in it with them. You're not you're not standing behind them. You're standing beside them. Uh, how hard is it like you you're not afraid to coach your team. I go around all over the country. You and I talk about this all the time. I, I don't know why guys are afraid to coach your team, but some guys are. Like when you were selling this vision five years ago, what 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 did what did you see? Like you said, all right, I got UConn, I know they won championships. You had it because you had options. You it wasn't just UConn you had multiple options of people that wanted you to become their head coach at a high level in great leagues. But what was your vision when you were selling this stuff?
1: Yeah. Or, and I could have stayed put cause I loved Rhode Island. So, right. I mean, I, um, yeah, I'd have to go anywhere. Uh, I just felt like it's always about like, um, who do you feel like can you attract, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with you? Like, like when I was deliberating on that job, it was, you know, what, what type of staff am I going to be able to put together? So, you know, prior to taking the job, I, um, you know, you're on the phone with Kamani Young, like, mm-hmm. you know, if I take this job, you know, because you know that that's like the perfect job that if you, you know, right in Kamani's wheelhouse that he's absolutely going to, you know, going to crush, crush it. it. Yeah, you know it. Um, you know, so I think you're thinking Tom Moore, who was with you at Rhode Island, who, you know, is really going to, um, you know, bring that, that, knowledge and wisdom of, of the place. And, and obviously, you know, he brings uh, you know, a lot of relationships uh, from Connecticut. And, and like, uh, my, can I get the type of, you know, can I get NBA level players and the type of players that can help you win big, you know, to, uh, you know, to go to UConn, can I get people excited to want to play there? Obviously the AAC was a little scary. Um, that's probably why I didn't just take the job like <laughs> day one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and Dave Benedict and President Herbst, they didn't lie to me uh, and, and say we're definitely going to be in the Big East. Uh, they, they were very clear we may not be changing conferences at all while you're here. So, you know, for me, it was like, can I attract the type of people, staff and player wise, to, to come do this with me so that we could have a chance to win a national championship, have a chance to be like a top 10 program in the country year in and year out? And in the end, even with the AAC, I, I thought I could do it.
0: Yeah, and, and the ability to recruit your geographic footprint. I I, I went Ooh. through that after the game. And if you look at your roster, you are guys have you know you you can go outside. UConn's a national brand, but if you can't recruit your geographic footprint, you have no, no. chance.
1: And back and then, you
0: guys,
1: and, oh. back then, yep. and back then, and back then, when you're coming off back-to-back losing seasons, and you're in the AAC. Uh, yeah there's no national recruiting <laughs> you know, <it's> like,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah that 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 dissipated to being really bad for two years is is it's like uh it's an eternity, so you're hundred percent right I mean we knew that that you know the brand still had that power, particularly new york new jersey New England, is where we initially knew we had to just try to try to get the best possible players we could with you know, with book and uh, book night and and Jalen Gaffney and 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 the Cook and R.J. Cole and Tyrese Martin, like guys that we knew, mm-hmm. you know, before we could now get into the DMV and you know and then go to Seattle like we did this year and Atlanta for Steph Castle.
0: Yeah, okay. so, right, You win a national championship; it is absolutely crazy, incredible. It's great. So what? So what's next? Because you win a championship. Look, let's you face got you got Jordan, you got Sonogo. Obviously, Andre played great. You've got a lot of static. I call it static <laughs> surrounding <laughs> surrounding a program. Like, what's the, you get back, you settle in, you obviously gonna have celebrations. It's, it's great. But people don't understand that's great. But now you've gotta meet with your team, you've gotta to touch base with recruits, you've gotta figure out the portal who's coming, who's going, how hard is that?
1: It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a welcome challenge. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, it's a welcome challenge. Like, uh, you know, we have a lot, you know, we definitely have a lot going on right now. I think it hits you fortunately for me, it hit me like right away, like go right to the team hotel. I was in like my first meeting about, you know, one of our guys and their draft draft status, uh, which I yeah I was probably hoping to get to maybe Wednesday. Uh, you know not <laughs> not not a 90 minutes after we won the thing so uh but I, I think it's uh you know in, in past years you know, I think uh, I think book um you know book got nicked you know I think book got nicked uh you know cuz we went out in the first round probably got drafted a little bit lower than people thought Tyrese Martin you know we lost in the first round last year and um You know, he had to go play his way from Portsmouth all the way through to get to the second round. And obviously, you go win a national championship, I think, you know, everyone's value goes up and opportunities are created. So you're thrilled for everybody. Uh, But I think for like the last 10 days, got a pretty good idea in terms of imagining the, the roster. Obviously, we've got some studs coming in, like the best recruiting class by far we've had coming in. You know we know that we're going to be bringing multiple, you know, multiple high-level players that played a big role in this national championship coming back, and and I think we're we're thinking about those those couple of portal moves that, that we know we need to make, you know, to keep it where we got it.
0: Yeah, that's the hardest thing because the guys you got from the portal, not perfect fits, but they fit roles. You know, except, you know, I mean, and, you know, like like Joey California, all right. He knew exactly who he was. He bought into his role. And when, when you called his number, you kind of knew what you, after the first 10 games, you kind of knew what you were going to get out of him. By the way, he's a better defender than we all thought.
1: He played more defense probably this year in practice than he probably tried, you know, from. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because he ended up a pretty good defender at the, at the end yeah. of the season. I'm sitting there watching him go, because I was at that first, like, kind of like that first practice. And I'm mm-hmm. going, like, Oh my God! Who's this dude guarding?
1: Yeah, you're. What well, you? Yeah, you're thinking like I'm. I'm. I'm going to have to play zone, um, just to get his shooting on the court. But um, yeah, but credit, I mean, credit job. I mean, I, I just think I learned a lot after last year's the 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 first round exit about just roster construction and personalities and um, and, and being really honest um, in, in recruiting. You know, you're better off missing. On, on like a delusional player. You know, like you're better off missing uh, on a delusional player um, by being like too honest about like their role. Maybe you get somebody with like a little bit less talent that understands the situation, and then you know if they understand the situation and uh, and want to be a part of, of of UConn's pursuit for a fifth banner or a sixth one, you know now you're going to get somebody that's going to like add quality to your locker room and uh, is going to excel in their role. And we had a bunch of guys excel in their role this year. Naheem Aline, you know, Joey, I mean, Naheem Aline to be a starter at Virginia Tech. And, you know, obviously him and Donovan were like kind of our sixth man, you know, one Mm -hmm. first guard off the bench, first, first front court player. Um, Yeah. I mean, we didn't lie to Naheem and tell him that, uh, you know, he was going to be our leading scorer and, and our best perimeter player. You know, we, uh, you know, we presented him an opportunity to have a big role on a team that could compete for a national championship. He jumped on it, and he helped us win it.
0: And he grew. He grew as the season went along, because that's yeah. got to be hard. That's got to be a hard. Like at first, you go, "Wait a second, maybe I can," and then all of a sudden, you buy in. And the 15 minutes he plays, or whatever he is, he, you know, he he did a great job in the in the semifinal game when he came in defensively. Mm-hmm. He did. You know, I mean, he did a good job on Walton. I mean, and that, and that's a new role, and then. I mean, even like bringing along, you don't have a pure point guard, but Tristan, he 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 almost like eased his way in the championship game. Like you know, early <laughs> in the game, it looked like it looked like potential disaster. You know, I mean, I'm sitting there and and they're all jacked up, San Diego State, and they're pushing you out about twenty feet mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. passing catches hard, and then he kind of settled into it a little bit.
1: Yeah, I just think he. Uh, what I loved about him this year was, uh, and I probably didn't see it until maybe later in a year, but, uh, you know, cause he's, everyone's got a different type of personality, you know? And I think his was like his in the end, even though it's like different than mine, uh, you know, you, you learn to appreciate, like, he was like very even keel, uh, very, like very calm and, and, and poised. And I don't know if his, his heart rate definitely doesn't get to where mine gets to. Um, but I did love to see, you know, people, uh, you know, him, you know getting like a little feisty and a little fiery about uh about his play you know like yeah. him getting like you know getting pissed i i you know like take taking it personal um i mean that this guy performed at an incredibly high level i thought for us being thrown into a team that was you know that'd be like a, a new quarterback that's been drafted to an organization that could win it right like to have to come into that situation, fit your game around these other outstanding players, a couple triple doubles, you know, and he gave us really, if we had a small point guard, um, like, it would have, we wouldn't have been as imposing, you know, like, but to have like Jordan at 6'5 plus, Andre approaching close to 6'7 maybe, and then Tristan being like a 6'4 plus I mean, we were tall and long on the perimeter, and obviously he has that he's, – he's a tremendous – he's got tremendous at least combo guard type of skills, but when we needed him to play make, he did it. When we needed him to step up and get us – what, he got 19 in the championship game? Ten rebounds. Ten rebounds, five ten, assists. Ten,
0: yeah, five assists, and got over people. in Both of those games, whether it was against Pack or against Tremell, he had a couple of drives where he kind of got in a lane, spun, used his size – and kind of just finished. And Then he had that one one going going left when mm. he came with his inside hand, oh, which I remember I turned to Fonz. I said, "That's a, you know like that's a big time play. Yes,
1: it was. That's a big
0: time play." So I mean like grow, growing into it. So you get back, you meet. You got to meet with your guys. Mm. I mean the new world of of college basketball. You got to meet with agents mm-hmm. workout gurus. Yeah. I mean, like how many...
1: <laughs> no no that's i i've cut off no i <laughs> yeah
0: balance balance, balance. <laughs> and by the, by the way the best video i've ever seen and i, I don't do much re- looking on 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 instagram and stuff but the video of your wagner staff with you bobby and luke murray
1: you saw luke laughing right i mean you saw oh luke, my I god like, laughing
0: I mean, I mean, like, I mean, Sorry. that that could have been that that literally that was that was maybe the best video I've ever seen. Like, you know, remember Brad and I coached together also.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, at, I know.
0: At Virginia Tech, and people know, just don't understand. Like, like my assistants at Virginia Tech, Brad and I would get in these just absolute <laughs> cursing at each other arguments. Yeah. And the other guys in the staff would be looking at like going <laughs> like what is wrong with these two guys. And I would turn to him go, "Alright, we're going to go uh, let's get some pizza in here. We're fine. Let's go." And they'd look at us like we'd go from like here to like busting each other's chops to laughing. But that video was next level.
1: Crazy. I mean if you would have seen practices um
0: well, a couple of them in Rhode Island, but I mean, they yeah, were Mellon compared
1: to Yeah, I mean, we were. And Bob, I think the first year, he was like, I think I probably got like three technicals, but he had more. He had four, I think. <laughs> and that's never. I mean, how many times has an assistant coach ever gotten more technicals than a head coach? But never mind more, but just to get like three or four. I don't know. Either I had two and he had three or I had three and he had four. Uh, but it went well beyond that. <laughs> because like if I didn't if I didn't like like if I didn't like a drill, Bob would get mad. If I didn't like maybe let's say like somebody on staff was recruiting a player that I had as as prospect one, you know, at that position, and Bob's guy was two or three, you just he'd be he'd be seething or he. I mean, this is just this is how we were wired. Those games were wild, though um tommy lopes was a head was the head of officials there and um i mean I, there was like a tag it, it was like a, um it was like the ufc combined with the wwe The oh, Just really? the energy that our bench brought <laughs> i remember too and our team was kind of like we had like a we took over like a deadhead team and i just remember just the this is what we infused though with our teams though because I remember playing Quinnipiac when Tom Moore was there, and um, and Tyler Murray was like he averaged seventeen a game for us that first year. He was a kid from Toronto, I think he averaged like four a game the year before. He was averaging seventeen a game, and the the the, the way our team comes at you with the energy. He had a three right in front of Tom Moore's bench, and to, one of Tom Moore's and he got fouled and knocked back into that bench. One of Tom Moore's assistants was holding a cup of water, and he went up to him and. Flipped it. <laughs> and the water spilled all over Scott Burrell, I think, and Tom. And, uh, but that, that's just the type of energy that our teams play with because obviously the, the dark side is, you know, it's, it's tough on the officials. And then you also you get a lot of enemies along the way in terms of opposing fan bases because a lot of these fan bases, they don't like our intensity and they, they don't like the fact that we both win a
0: lot too. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what it, it, that and a hundred percent. The other thing I talked about all, all tournament is like people watch you guys play. You are your habits. You guys play exactly the way you practice. There's like like people don't the, the pace of your practices, and, and this goes back to my greatest peeve about coaches right now: the pace of your practice from what you do and 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 from drill to drill, from you know closeouts to Ball handling, What, however, you frame that practice, the speed in which you go from drill to drill and keep the intensity, well, changing basically maybe a point of emphasis, mm-hmm. and that's exactly how you guys play. And I, right. and it's mind boggling that guys are afraid to coach their guys because I, I tell guys mm-hmm. all the time, if you don't coach them hard, right, if they don't want to be coached hard. They're not helping you win. And if they don't want to be coached hard, and they're to leave, they're not going to help you win. That's right. So you might as well, if you have real relationships with them, real relationships where you can straight talk them, mm-hmm. then you can coach them hard. Like right. the, what the amount of time you spend with your guys—it's crazy, yeah.
1: right? It is, and it, it's what great player or what great player that's like a really a winning player, like doesn't want somebody that's going to help him get even better. Right. Like that, that's, I mean, that's all players want. I mean, players, you know, that they want somebody that's going to be able to take them, you know, to a place with their game and their career that, that they're not going to be able to get to by themselves. Um, you know, for me, I, 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 will not take a player unless they've seen us practice. I, I think that, um, you know, cause it is different. It's a different level of pace. It's a different level of competitiveness in June or July, never mind October or, or, or February. So, um, you know, I, I think it's uh, – and my dad always taught me uh, that it's like um, basketball is like coaching. It's like a quick command, right? It's all about like quick commands and like the game right. is playing out very quickly. And I just always hated as a player when I would get into practice and coaches would stop practice and go into these long uh dissertations on (laughs) different fundamentals and techniques that could be taught either a different part of practice quicker or you make your point you get out and you keep the rhythm and tempo you know so so my dad quick commands and then i think it's the other thing and again i bring almost everything back to my dad and, and pj too uh but like my dad made our practices so brutally hard and so intense and so fast paced that when you did get to the games, you felt like it was like not a break because the games are intense too, but like, wow, things have actually slowed down a little bit (laughs) or, you know, or you just feel like your preparation was so high that you go into the games feeling like, yeah, this is nothing.
0: That was really cool talking to your dad sitting at practice. He was blown away by your guys preparation, your staff in terms of your support system those guys were great and, you know just from a guy that goes around now and what you know watches and have been to your place like you, you you have your staff knows exactly who can play for you and they know exactly what you need and what you want like whether it's preparation or they understand you and and appreciate your intensity as opposed to some staffs yeah. you know you can be more intense than your staff and, and they just can't understand it They can't Mm -hmm. understand, like, I had one assistant, Stacey Palmer, says, coach, it's the biggest (laughs) problem for guys that worked with you, is that you were driven. If they weren't as driven as you, they just couldn't understand you. Your guys understand you.
1: Yeah, it's just like the players, Seth. I mean, not not every player could play for me. It's going to be too demanding. Um, And then some some coaches won't thrive with me, because we, I mean, we're on 11 months a year. uh, You know, like. Every day that these kids are on campus with us, and I say 11 months because, you know, they get three days off for Christmas. They get, you know, they get a week off in August or you know, 10 days off in August. You know, you get these little pockets yeah. of time where they are home. But if they are on campus, we're, we're operating. We're functioning. You're not on yeah. vacation. You know, you're not, uh, you, know, you're not <laughs> you know, we're not getting on the road for recruiting to tournaments a day early. We're getting like one last workout in with the team at the absolute last second before we've got to head to Peach Jam to just get there in the nick of time, you know, to see that first game, you know, because we're we're investing our time in our players. And, and, um, you know, I just uh, I'm lucky. Kamani and, you know, Kamani and Luke, you know, they're there again. I don't know um a lot of ad's because i have more of a high school background i don't have a my dad was a high school coach so i'm not connected to all these athletic directors right. and search firms and such um but I, I these guys phones should be ringing off the hook for you know, like mid-major jobs and better you know kamani and luke as head coaches because uh, they're two of the very best coaches okay. and then tom obviously um you know was a very successful head coach and you know, you expect uh, you know, UConn staff have to win a national championship with everything they've done in recruiting and and the coaching piece. These guys are, uh, you know, just like I've got like I've got like NBA draft picks. I got some of the best coaches in the country with me on staff.
0: Yeah, well, I I appreciate it. it has been I'll tell you what, it's been fun to watch from five years ago to where you are today. <laughs> saw you saw it all.
1: You saw the first saw- you saw those first practices. It was scary.
0: Yeah, but uh it's been fun and, and and I said said this the other day. I mean, you guys aren't going anywhere because your approach is a championship caliber approach and I know the standard is not going to be complacent. The standard of anything else just knowing you uh the bar is going to continue to be raised because that's you know, you're not out there like schmoozing with boosters, pay, spending 5 hours on a golf course. You know, uh, you got to do that uh, now because NIL, and you got to do that yeah. with the agents, and you got to do yeah. that with, you know, the circle of influence of the players, and make sure. But that's all that stuff's going to take place. But once they step in, they're in your world, and yeah. and and that's and that's why I, I I said the other day I said, you guys aren't going anywhere, uh, and you know, you're not going to change. I you know, like sometimes I tell guys like, don't change. You're not going to change because that's the essence of who you are, and that's what, how you've been raised to do it. And you know, sitting with your dad on Sunday watching practice that was like that was one of the cooler things I've done in a while. Sure. I have to admit, just you know, sitting and, and 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 talking and watching practice and listening to him talk about just you know. You know, we have a lot of, you know, whether it's Tyshawn Taylor stories or, or your, mo- your, mo- your mom telling me, oh, yeah, Rex Sanders is open three days. But when your dad told me he was doing three weeks of poker invitational, I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> uh, he said, yeah, he'll so be he'll running early stations. bird.
1: He'll be running oh, yeah. early bird workouts on the outdoor court at 7, from 7 to 7.50 before before breakfast. No, there's no That's changing, horrible. especially, you know, listen, I don't know if we'd have lost in the sweet 16 or the elite 8 um you know, you'd, you, know you 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 your pursuit would be even greater but the other piece is too i think when you get a a taste of just the, uh what it feels like to get to a final four and to win it you know that 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 also has uh, an effect on on increasing your pursuit and and your ambitions and and you know wanting to get back there and wanting to experience that feeling again and uh yeah I mean, I don't think that's why I do it. I just, I mean, I, I just love, I love to coach. I love to coach and I, and I, I love the opportunities that, uh, you know, when you, like when you get a team to do, and individuals to like become their best version of themselves, the value that it creates for the, those other people around me. And then um, also to set like the the pride that people have in your program, like that feeling when you're at Rhode Island, where, where, where like your whole fan base and the whole like state loves your team.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and now like being at UConn and like, and like people have fallen back in love with their UConn men's team. Uh, again, you know, they've always loved yeah. the women's team. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I've seen Paige Beckers too. Uh, in, uh, I've seen her look on her face. Uh, I hope people are ready for, you know, for what she's going to be doing next year uh, on the women's side. Because uh, she's starting to look healthy, uh, so that's coming too next winter.
0: All right, man. Go. Uh, I'm not sure if you say go enjoy it or go to your next meeting or uh, <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the rest of the
1: Meeting tomorrow, though. Meeting meetings tomorrow. We needed Wednesday off. All right. Well,
0: take a deep breath, enjoy your family, and enjoy what you've accomplished. And uh, by the way, you can be happy. Ha <laughs> <laughs>